Welcome to The Christian Atheist, where faith and reason fuse in the Incarnation. Episode number 82, C.S. Lewis's The Seeing Eye, or The Ever-Deepening Mystery. Human reason, unaided, creates conflicts with itself. Kant called these conflicts antinomies. One antinomy is the existence of God himself. In the Critique of Pure Reason, Kant states it in this way. Thesis. There belongs to the world, either as its part or as its cause, a being that is absolutely necessary. Antithesis. An absolutely necessary being nowhere exists in the world nor does it exist outside the world as its cause. Kant's point is that reason, by itself, cannot decide between these two rational visions. We cannot know if God exists or not, because knowledge, Kant says, only occurs when our rational concepts unite with our senses in empirical realization. We know we are holding a cup a rational concept, when our hands feel it, when our eyes see it in connection to our rational conception, etc. But our concept of God can never be realized in this way, and for two complementary reasons. One, our limited rational concepts are inadequate to the reality of God. And two, our limited empirical capacities sight, sound, taste, etc., restrict us to partial awareness of what is presented to us. God, the unlimited, transcends both our reason and our natural sensory functions. And, what is probably the most important point, this mystery of transcendence is integral to our concept of God. In a word, God is the mystery. Therefore, Kant concludes, the only way in which we can hold to the existence or non-existence of God is through faith. We must, that is, reason about our world either from the thesis that God exists or through its denial, the antithesis, what we call atheism. In the seeing eye, C.S. Lewis confronts the modern conceit that no matter how hard we look scientifically for God, we never find him. Contrary to what the atheists and agnostics claim, though, this lack of evidence says more about human beings than it says about God's existence. One of the greatest theoretical physicists of our time, Stephen Hawking, said, One can't prove that God doesn't exist, but science makes God unnecessary. Hawking here represents one side of the faith coin, utilizing one of the most common arguments for atheism, the God of the Gaps, in which God explains what we cannot yet understand. As science discovers more and more, then, we need God less and less. This assumption lies uncritically coiled at the heart of much atheism. If God represents mystery, and science reduces mystery, 
then clearly God's sphere of influence declines as science advances. But is it true, as a matter of fact, that scientific discovery reduces the mystery of our world? Lewis says, quote, Every fresh discovery, far from dissipating, deepens the mystery. End quote. Take but two examples physics and psychology. Physicists tell us that when we, quote, poke scientifically into the things around us, you find the unimaginable structure of the atom, end quote. What we took as substantial reality, science now reveals as an unimaginably complex interaction of atoms, and the exploration of atomic structure has revealed yet smaller particles of which atoms are constructed, subatomic particles, which in turn have resolved into quantum fields, mathematical formulas in quantum mechanics. Have these discoveries explained away the mystery, or simply revealed how much deeper the rabbit hole is than we thought before? What about the language scientists use to talk about this new reality? The deeper physicists have probed physical reality, the less they speak like practical, empirically grounded myth, and the more they sound like theologians or philosophers. Brains and strings, quantum entanglement, multiple worlds interpretation. The mystery gap has expanded, not contracted. Science displays that human reason is inadequate to picture, to really understand the reality of the subatomic world. The best we can do is to represent it with mathematics. But, Lewis says, quote, The mathematics may be true about the reality, but it can hardly be the reality itself. And so, the mystery deepens. The same is true at the macro level. The more we learn about the universe, the deeper the mystery becomes. Time and space began as theology prefigured. Scientists discuss bubble universes and the multiverse, cosmic inflation, and supermassive black holes. Have the discoveries of science made our world less mysterious? that human reason is fundamentally limited, and that reality stands outside, transcends our knowledge. That the more we learn, the less we realize we know. Modern psychology, too, reveals a never-ending complexity underlying subjectivity, personality. Quote, You find that what you called yourself is only a thin film on the surface of an unsounded and dangerous sea. End quote. Like objective reality outside ourselves, when we look inside, we find that, quote, one's ordinary self is a mere facade. And, quote, presently you begin to wonder whether you are yet, in any full sense, a person at all. End quote. In fact, we find that in many ways the internal mystery is even deeper than the external. We are ourselves mysteries surrounded by mystery. 
And as I said before, knowledge itself is merely a departure from ignorance to a greater understanding of that ignorance. We can see why, however, we might not want to acknowledge the ever-deepening mystery, why some choose blinders rather than vision, refusing to see that all our knowledge points beyond itself, hiding from ourselves our fundamental ignorance and finitude, arrogantly claiming knowledge we do not possess. What we know is not the problem. Our unacknowledged ignorance is. I would beg you to listen to Plato's apology on our YouTube channel, as this willful blindness on the part of Athens, this arrogant claim to knowledge, is what sent Socrates to his death. And it is the foundation stone upon which the God of the Gaps argument rests. To acknowledge the mystery, the ignorance, is to become quite small. Quote, to bring your picture of yourself down to something nearer life-size, as Lewis said it. To avoid the mystery, to deny it, is the trick. To not allow its evidence to intrude on your complacence, to choose self-deception over truth, restrictive blinders instead of open vision. Quoting Lewis, The avoiding, in many times and places, has proved so difficult that a very large part of the human race failed to achieve it. But in our own time and place, it is extremely easy. Avoid silence. Avoid solitude. Avoid any train of thought that leads off the beaten track. Concentrate on money, sex, status, health, and above all, on your own grievances. Keep the radio on. Live in a crowd. Use plenty of sedation. If you must read books, select them very carefully. But you'd be safer to stick to the papers. You'll find the advertisements helpful, especially those with a sexy or snobbish appeal. End quote. A sense of smallness, of ignorance and inconsequence, is requisite for any approach to the mystery that is God. So long as nothing is greater than you, you will never utilize, quote, the requisite apparatus for detecting him. But that is not because you do not have the apparatus. It is because you refuse to look through it, refuse to see what your eyes reveal, refuse to go where your logic leads you, refuse to turn to the mystery. For the requisite apparatus is yourself. As Plato says in Republic, Book 7, education is the craft concerned with doing this very thing, this turning around, and with how the soul can most easily and effectively be made to do it. It isn't the craft of putting sight into the soul. Education takes for granted that sight is there but that it isn't turned the right way, or looking where it ought to look, and it tries to redirect it appropriately. As Lewis, here aligned with Plato and Kant, points out, some will find God wherever you place them. 
For what they see and experience, coupled with their reason, leads them ever upward from the imminence in which we dwell to the transcendence that grounds it. I have elsewhere made reference to the fundamental faith that grounds human existence. We either trust that reality is revealing its goodness through direct contact, or we do not. That our experience is true, or that it is not. That we must correct the mystery, or that the mystery must correct us. This choice, more than any other, determines both where we look and the I with which we see it. I am a Christian with the searching and skeptical mind of an atheist. I don't want to believe anything that isn't true. I know both sides of the looking glass, and I know them with open eyes. I choose Christ's side. I invite you to join me from wherever you stand before the looking glass. That's this week's episode. Thanks for listening, and remember, you can have your religious cake and eat it too. You can have reason, respect for science, a 21st century worldview, and be a Christian.